0: Blog Talk Radio. Labor Day Sunday, 2019. Great to be with you. We wish you a happy weekend. Hopefully
1: everybody's healthy where you are. Hopefully they're not addicted to sugar. We're talking to you tonight about sugar and
0: carbs, metabolism, cravings, and addiction. It's quite an issue.
1: Tonight we're going to discuss the complete sugar story regarding metabolism, cravings, and addiction. Good to be with you. We're talking to you about an issue that I think so many people can relate to these days contemporary foods are not not the way grandmother used to eat. That's for darn sure. Sugar is highly processed. The sugars that we eat nowadays, the disaccharides, the sucrose, they're 80 times processed, 80 times from the original state, keto. That's why I say they have a drug-like quality to them. When they're processed that intensively, they become very changed in their composition, radically shifted in the food from the food source, they are sugar cane and sugar beet. They're nowhere near sugar cane and sugar beet by the time they process them, 80 times from the original state. Which is why it takes 28 days to detox carbohydrate and metabolism at an addictive level. 28 days. It takes five days to kick coffee and caffeine. It takes 28 days to kick sugar. Not an easy task. I'm sure many of you tried it. 100 million Americans suffer from diabetic and pre-diabetic conditions. 100 million. Diabetes is the seventh leading cause of death in America, taking the lives of 1.6 million every year. 1.6 million Americans dying from sugar, from sugar diabetes. Three serious issues. There's three, three basic types of sugars. We use the term sugar kind of loosely because there's, there's so many different types of sugar that we need to understand. There's disaccharides, polysaccharides, and monosaccharides. In other words, saccharide means polymers. So a disaccharide is two, poly, two monomers. Monomers are polymers. They're referred to as polymer molecules that are highly reactive to other chemicals in the body. There's monosaccharides that are just one monomer. disaccharides that are two monomers. Polysaccharides that are plural, many. These monomers are, as I said, molecules that are highly reactive to other chemistries in the body. There's 73% sugar we consume, 73% hidden. So even those of you who are trying to quit the, quit the habit, it's, it's not easy work because you have to understand that you're oftentimes eating something that's hidden from sugar and it's hidden from you because of the name that's being used. There are 56 different names, 56 different names for sugar. That's why 72 percent of the sugars you eat are hidden. Of course, if you don't eat processed foods, you don't have to worry about it. If you eating whole foods, you don't have to worry about the names and labels on boxes and containers and bags. So the average American is consuming 180 pounds of sugar a year, 180. And before the year 1700, up until the year 1700, 10,000 years, 10,000 years, the average person on Earth ate nine pounds of sugar. I'll say that again. Up until the year 1700, for 10,000 years, up to the time of 1700, the average person on the planet consumed no more than nine pounds of sugar a year. Now we're up to 180. From 1,700, 9 pounds a year, to 1,800, went to 22 pounds per year. 1,900 went to 90 pounds per year, and now we're up at 180. The average American is consuming 180 pounds of sugar a year, 296 grams of carbohydrates a day. Keep in mind, the word starch means sugar. When you think about things like potatoes, rice, pasta, crackers, cereals, even oatmeal, those are starches. Those are high-starch foods. High-starch means sugar. If you look the word up in the dictionary, starch is another word for sugar. So there are different body types, as we talked about last week. Last week we had a discussion about metabolism. There are different body types. Different body types tolerate sugar at a different rate, obviously. There are ectomorphs, mesomorphs, and endomorphs. Ectomorphs are people that burn calories radically. They can consume up to 325 calories per day, I'm sorry, 325 grams of carbohydrates a day which is basically, geez, that's pretty standard. Mesomorphs 300. Endomorph, 200. So the idea is that the easier you burn calories, the more you can tolerate. The harder it is for you to burn calories, the harder it is for you to tolerate. Because carbohydrates, in and, and all forms, sugars and starches, go through the same process of breakdown in the body. In other words, it's just, there's a process the liver engages in called anaerobic glycolysis. That's the liver processes carbohydrates by giving us energy and fuel from those carbs. Whatever's left over, we store. So much of what we eat in the carbohydrates and starches and sugars is being stored. Of course, it stores as a fat. People, people also have a hard time understanding that. Cholesterol and triglycerides. When you go to your doctor and you get blood tested for cholesterol and triglycerides, blood, fat levels, lipid levels, so many people that are on lipotaurin, various cholesterol, cholesterol medications, don't understand the fact that most of their cholesterol, most of their triglycerides, are being masked in their tissues, masked in their bodies results a result of sugar and starch. Through that process of anaerobic glycolysis, again, so the idea is that you're taking carbohydrate in, using your energy immediately, with whatever you do, whatever you derive from that carbohydrate source, immediate energy, whatever's left over you are storing 3 carbon fat. Many of those fats build up in the arteries, build up in the blood vessels. Those are your cholesterol and triglycerides. But again, keep in mind, so many people go to the doctors and they're worried about their carbohydrates. I'm sorry, they're worried about their cholesterol or other triglycerides, as they should be. Those are problematic conditions. They don't understand that the carbohydrate issue is directly tied. People have been led to believe that the only way you elevate your cholesterol and your triglycerides is from egg yolks, bread meat, cheese, creams, butters not true. Largely the fact that carbohydrates and starches when taken in excess leads to blood fat levels increasing and increasing higher and higher. So as you said earlier, I think it's really important to understand that sugar, sugar is a huge player when it comes to cholesterol. Huge. i still say that it's more a matter of people becoming more educated getting better educated from their doctors, which is not happening. That's simply not happening. But up to the year 1,700, the average average person on planet Earth consumed more than 9 pounds of sugar for 10,000 years. That's an astounding fact. Up to 180 pounds a year right now. And the number is rising, unfortunately. Getting higher and higher. Also, there's important chemistry involved in the process, helping us with our sugar. So many different chemicals are involved, so many different biochemicals and nutrients are involved in the process, supporting our sugar metabolism, helping us break down carbohydrates more effectively, more efficiently, fight off the cravings, the addiction, things like zinc, magnesium, B-complex B vitamins, chromium, glutamine, all very important to controlling cravings, which is regulated by insulin for the most part. So the higher insulin levels, so let's put it this way, the more starch and sugar we eat, the higher our insulin. So it's really like saying the higher the more sugar consumption, the higher we have to have. The more we eat, the more we have to add. So, blood sugar is delivered to the body through a process called insulin. Insulin is a shuttle service, it delivers sugar throughout the body. But it's unfortunate that, that insulin levels are getting higher and higher in most of our chemistry. That's leading to sugar consumption at so astronomical levels, absolutely astronomical. And you didn't mention, too, there's also some, such a thing as hypoglycemia or low blood sugar. So low blood sugar or hypoglycemia is actually a precursor to diabetes. If you feel anxiety, heart palpitations, lightheadedness, shakiness, that's probably hypoglycemia. Very typical. So heavy sugar users need to be careful to process the low blood sugar as well. So high blood sugar is when you measure your sugar at 126 milligrams per dosage liter. So if you go to your doctor's office, you're checking your blood for sugar levels, if it's 126 or higher, that, that equals diabetes. That's elevating above the renal threshold. If it's 70 or lower, that's hypoglycemia. to you know, look at your blood levels. Extremely important. Normally you want to look at 100 milligrams per dose liter. The normal level is 100 mgDL. So many people have 126 or higher. I see patients all week long. Pretty typically at 126, 128, 130, 140, 150 or even higher. The renal threshold is the key number 126 milligrams for a dosage liter. Hopefully, you're near, your glucose levels are under 126. Hopefully, they're around 100. That's a normal, normal number. We're going to take a short break. We're going to talk to you kind of about sugar, carbs, metabolism, cravings, and addiction. Stay tuned. Be right back.
0: Do you suffer from digestive bloating or indigestion? Do you have chronic migraine headaches or joint and muscle aches? You might have a chronic inflammatory condition due to improper food choices. If you've answered yes to either or both of these questions, you might benefit from a one-hour consultation with yours truly. Food initiates inflammation in the body, which can be reversed through diet. If you'd like to turn around your symptoms and beat inflammation, we can customize an anti-inflammatory diet that's just for you. Reverse your inflammatory symptoms naturally. Call to set up an appointment today at 781 817-3444 That's 781-817-3444 Remember, food is medicine. The Whole Health Diet book is much more than just an ordinary one-size-fits-all calorie-counting weight loss book. It's a life-changing book about personal transformation. The Whole Health Diet is a book designed to balance your body, mind, and spirit. It says to maximize your calorie-burning efficiency from the inside out complete with recipes and insights about the why of overeating the whole health diet is a truly complete transformational book about weight loss through life change the whole health diet is available at amazon.com purchase your book today balance your wellness through wholeness your favorite foods could be causing those irritating unexplained symptoms that you've been experiencing bloating restless sleep rashes aches pains migraines are all part of undiagnosed sensitivities Allotest Medical Laboratory is your solution to identifying food sensitivities and allergies. We know that changing your diet can change your life. Talk to your doctor about ordering a test and visit foodallergy.com for more information. The first step, Allotest.
1: Hey, welcome back. Great to be with you tonight, and I hope you're having a wonderful weekend wherever you are. Hopefully you're enjoying your family. Hopefully everybody's healthy and well. We're chatting with you time about sugar and carbs, metabolism, cravings, and unfortunately, yes, the word addiction crawls into the picture here. Twenty-eight days to detox carb addiction. Twenty-eight days, as I said earlier, coffee and caffeine take five days, sugar takes twenty-eight. It's a tough challenge, but it's so so vital, so important. As you said before the break, fasting glucose numbers. When you go to your doctor, you want to make sure you have your blood blood sugar checked from time to time, no matter who you are. You, should have, you request that. Many doctors don't even do it anymore, unless they're suspicious. You want to make sure you check. 100 mgDL, that's the normal level. 100 mgDL, that's milligrams per dosage liter. 100 mgDL. 100 to 125 is pre-diabetic. 100 to 125 mgDL is pre-diabetic. 126 or higher is that equals diabetes. 70 or lower is low blood sugar. And here's the way that they, they interact. Low blood sugar creates diabetic conditions. Unfortunately, they kind of work together. What happens is when you eat a lot of sugar, a lot of starch, a lot of canned candy, cakes, pies, cookies, ice cream, and all that, your insulin levels elevate. When your insulin levels go up, that's that's a sure sign that you're headed toward trouble because as your insulin levels increase, it lowers your blood sugar. You have hypoglycemia. That only happens for so long. If you go back to that insulin wall too too many times, too much sugar, too much starch, your insulin is going to get lower and lower, and eventually you desensitize your, your insulin altogether. You desensitize your insulin and, as they say, blow up your insulin levels. You become very inclined to diabetes. diabetes. If you're low with are hypoglycemia, you have anxiety, heart palpitations, blood and shakiness. Those are the typical symptoms associated with hypoglycemia, low blood sugar. 70 milligrams for doses that are lower. That's, quite, that's pretty significantly low. I've had patients in their 40s and 50s and 60s before. That's just a dreadful number. Those are very dangerous numbers. But again, think about this. The more sugar you eat, the more insulin you produce. The more insulin you produce, the lower your blood sugar you get. The more hypoglycemic you get, the more you're likely to burn out your insulin. As you burn out your insulin metabolism, become insulin resistant. As you become insulin resistant, your blood sugar starts start shifting up the other way and going higher and higher. You We're know, open the door for diabetic conditions. other thing is people are mistaken about fruits. Fruits can be problematic and they can be actually no problem at all. It depends on the fruit you're consuming. For example, if you look at three quarters of a cup of berries, like blackberries, raspberries, blueberries, strawberries, three quarters of a cup, about eight grams of sugar, no more than eight or nine. That same three quarter cup serving of banana, 18. Grapes, 26. Things like mango, papaya, even higher. 30, 40 grand. So we're talking about significant difference between high sugar fruits and low sugar fruits. So many foods are not a problem for diabetic conditions. Some, some fruits really are, though. So many people like bananas, of course. It's a typical go-to fruit for so many people. But unfortunately, it's high in sugar. Fried fruits like date currants, seeds, and raisins are also very high in sugar. The best fruits to go with to be berries. Blackberries, blueberries, raspberries, And strawberries. The other thing is, too many people are consuming too many starches. As I said earlier, the average American is consuming 296 grams of high carbs a day. 296 grams is just too much, especially for people that are endomorphic. People that are endomorphic don't burn don't calories that effectively. People that are endomorphic struggle to lose weight. They look at food and they gain weight. Those are the people that want to be very, very cautious about starches and carbs. They should be eating a diet high in gluten foods, proteins, and vegetables. So we talked about last week when we talked about metabolism. The best possible way to lose weight, best possible way to lose weight, is simply increase your protein, increase your low-starch vegetables, things like broccoli, green beans, asparagus, zucchini, spinach, along with chicken, turkey, fish, etc., lean beef. That's the key: protein and low starch. That equals glucagon. 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 G-L-U-C-A-G-O-N. 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 That increases the burning of calories, the incinerate blood fat. They open up the arteries, the blood vessels. Total opposite effects of sugar. Sugar has the opposite effect. Dumps fat in the arteries, dumps fat for storage in the body. Leads to a lot of cardiovascular risk, metabolic syndrome risk, and certainly weight gain as well. We said at the outset 100 million Americans suffer from diabetes and pre diabetic conditions. 100 million. 100, there's only 350 million people in this country right now. That's, that's incredible. So, 100 million suffered from diabetic conditions, pre diabetic conditions. It's the seventh leading cause of death in America right now. 1.6 million di- diabetes in America, 1.6 million. How long can we continue to consume these, these astronomically high levels of sugar? It's just a major question. Realistically, we only tolerate about one quarter of what we eat. About three quarters of what we eat stores this fat and overwhelms our endocrine system. The total carbohydrates at the end of the day shouldn't, make a, shouldn't be comprised of 45 to 65% of your total calorie intake per day. I'll say that again. Total carbs should never exceed 45 to 65% of your calorie intake per day. 45 to 65% at the most. At the most. In fact, 65 is too high in my opinion. Those are the numbers that are discussed with most professionals. I don't agree with them makes me more like 35 to 40. The liver can only process about 45 to 50 for an entire day. Too much. consuming way too much. Again, the sugar that we're consuming is typically sucrose. So literally, there's three different major categories for sugars. Monosaccharides, polysaccharides, and disaccharides. Saccharides basically referring to the monomers. monomers. Monosaccharides have one monomer, Polysaccharides have many monomers. Disaccharides have two monomers. These are monomers, the polymer molecules that react to other chemistries in the body. These are highly reactive chemistries. Highly reactive. So when you think about the kind of sugars we're eating nowadays, most we're eating is sucrose. Sucrose is a disaccharide. Sucrose and lactose. Monos, monosaccharides are glucose, dextrose, fructose. Polysaccharides are cellulose and starch. The most of what we consume in America is comprised of a polysaccharide called starch and a disaccharide called sucrose. Sucrose is table sugar. Starch, of course, is potatoes, rice, pasta, cookies, oatmeal, et cetera. So the typical American diet is loaded, 65%, 70% starch and sucrose, Polysaccharides and disaccharide, loaded with starch and sugar. As you said, the sugars we're consuming are nothing that's the other point here, too, to be, to be underscored. Not only that our ancestors for 10,000 years consumed more than nine pounds of sugar year, not only we consuming 180, but the type of sugar they ate was so totally different, so completely different. sugar, sugars were highly processed. We were eating sugars, they were aging sugars. highly processed. They didn't. How highly processed are the sugars we eat 80 times from the original state, Sugar cane sugar be 80 times. Cheeto. You know, so they're, they're more like drugs, which is part of the reason why sugar is so highly addictive. It doesn't have the, the basic food quality that it used to have at one time. It's now taking on drug-like qualities. In fact, I saw this interesting study actually compared addiction of different substances. Sugar was very high on the list when compared to things like cocaine and heroin. It was higher on the list than I expected. A lot of the people suspect that the reason for that is that sugar is no longer a food, so it's so highly processed again, 80 times from its original state. It's actually like a drug. It has drug-like qualities to it. Another reason why it takes 28 days to detox sugar, probiotics. It's important to mention that there's many different forms of starch. You mentioned potatoes, sweet potatoes. I'm going to read you a whole list of high-starch foods. Artichokes, beets. Carrots, chestnuts, corn, lemon beans, parsnips, peas, potatoes, pumpkin, winter squash, sweet potatoes, and, yams. and the grains as well. Amaranth, barley, buckwheat, millet, quinoa, camoet, kasha, oats, rice, rye, triticale, wheat, and spelt. You got a number of high-starch vegetables and high-starch grain products. And again, the diet, in my opinion, should not, should not include more than one eight-ounce on serving per, per day, no more than that. Unfortunately, the average American is consuming up to five starts to stay. They should consume between one and two, and they consuming up to five. Not to mention the processed sugar that they're consuming, and alcohol, of course. Because alcohol, in, in theory, is nothing but a sugar. As you mentioned earlier, there's so many hidden sugars. She listed some hidden sugars for you. There are 56 hidden sugars. 18 of them are from cane sugar. 12 are from our alternative sweeteners. 6 are from chemical sugars. 6 are from date sugars. 5 are from corn sweeteners. 1 is from beet sugar. So again, I'll say that again. 56 hidden sugars. Date sugars, cane sugars, corn sweeteners. Corn sugars, alternative sweeteners bead sugars, chemical sugars as well. Maltodextrin, dextrose, fructose, galactose, glucose, lactose, sucrose, and maltose. Again, the sugar issue is more complicated than the average person thinks. So many different forms of sugars, so many hidden sugars. It's hard to quit. It's not only addictive, it's hidden. You got a lot of a lot of the odds stacked against you when you're trying to quit sugar. There's some hormonal compac components to this process as well. Hormones are really important in this process of trying to control and regulate addiction. when it comes to sugar, things like leptin and glucagon levels. Leptin, I mentioned that last week. It's a hormone. Anyone before 1994 it wasn't even known about, so it's only been discovered since 1994, yet they consider it now to be the most important hormone in the human body, leptin, L-E-P-T-I-N, leptin. Leptin is an important hormone for sure. It's certainly a sugar regulator, glycogen regulator. So if leptin is while you're in trouble. Glucagon, we mentioned a minute ago, on glucagon. So the sugar addiction process begins with a little bit. Reduction in leptin and glucagon in the diet. Of course, that's simple to, to rectify. Like to what we said a minute ago, more protein and vegetables, less, less starch, less sugars, less high-starchy foods, and less fatty foods as well. So the control aspect of sugar carbohydrates says are going to increase balanced protein consumption, low-starch carbohydrates, low-starch vegetables in particular, and low-sugar fruits. I mentioned some of those earlier we to keep the leptin levels and the glucagon levels elevated. If they go down, and unfortunately, addiction goes up. Addiction is triggered by cortisol, ghrelin, neuropeptide Y, and insulin. That's all triggered by stress. The secret is this. 3S, stress, starch, sugar. They go together. So addiction is all about the three S: stress, starch, and sugar. Stress, starch, and sugar drive up cortisol, Drive up ghrelin, drive up neuropeptide Y, drive up insulin, drive down leptin, drive, drive down glucagon. That's a dangerous hormonal configuration, no question about it, called metabolic syndrome. It opens the door for 1st saving disease and on-demand. Metabolic syndrome is one of those conditions that actually takes into consideration the fact that so many different symptoms and diagnostic conditions that have been diagnosed really trace back to sugar, starch. Insulin. So if you look at the chart for autoimmune disease, rheumatoid arthritis, et cetera, so many of these conditions are regulated by metabolic syndrome. So okay. Metabolic syndrome boils down to sugar consumption, insulin elevation, cortisol elevation. Stress has a huge role in the process. Huge role. Stress is a highly reactive process. It causes a lot of elevation of addiction as well. That's really important we understand stress, starch, and sugar. The three S is that trigger addiction. Metabolic syndrome can only be rectified by balancing your protein and your low starch carbs. It's a twenty eight day process, folks. If you need to do it, I'd get yourself busy with it as soon as possible. It's a good time for you to do it. Very good time for you to do it. You need to take yourself a good month to work hard at it. You can do this. It's worth the effort, that's for sure. Your health can make a huge, huge difference. Huge difference. No question about that. So, when you're reading labels, something has sugar. You want to look for single digits. Always look for single digit sugar. Whatever you're consuming it should be five or less. But if it's nine or less, we can tolerate it. Let's we'll look at it this way. 4.2 grams of sugar equals one teaspoon. about that. 4.2 grams of sugar is equal to one teaspoon. So it's actually, when you think about it, if you're consuming some, something that has five grams of sugar, that's pretty low, yet yeah, it's still a teaspoon of sugar. The average person, of course, is consuming... Five times that, six times, seven times that. The average person is consuming and in fact it's recommended. The American Heart Association, believe it or not, recommends that women consume more than twenty-five grams a day, that's six, te- six teaspoons. Men consume more than thirty eight grams of sugar a day, that's nine teaspoons. This is recommended. this is recommended rather by the American Heart Association. You think about this. They recommend that women consume twenty-five grams, men thirty-eight. That's six and nine teaspoons respectively. That's crazy. Incredible. So it kind of underscores the point that sugar is a way of sneaking into our diet in high concentrations, while well, we're not even looking. Um, the problem just kind of chases us all day long. Virtually everything has sugar. Alcohol has sugar. Many people drink milk, of course, something. Many kids are drinking milk. Thirteen grams of sugar in a cup of milk. Thirteen grams of sugar in a cup of milk. Sugar is everywhere. There's no hiding. Incredible. I think it comes down to one thing: regulating your diet. It truly does. It's just the secret to this whole process. Eating the sugar, craving and addiction process. Carb sugar, carb craving and addiction process. It's not dietary regulation. The more you regulate your diet, the more the better chance you'll have of doing that. If you don't regulate your diet, you're cooked. I'll go over, to, when we come back from the next break in a minute, I'll go over the whole dietary plan. That's the key. And there's some supplements you can use to make a difference as well. I mentioned some of them earlier. Science supplements coming up. We're talking about sugar and carbs, metabolism, cravings, and addiction. My name is Mark McCoy, listen to the Natural Health Show on Block Talk Radio. Take a short little break. Pay your bills. Be right back. Stay tuned.
0: favorite foods could be causing those irritating, unexplained symptoms that you've been experiencing. Bloating, restless sleep, rashes, aches, pains, migraines are all part of undiagnosed sensitivities. Allotest Medical Laboratory is your solution to identifying food sensitivities and allergies. We know that changing your diet can change your life. Talk to your doctor about ordering a test and visit foodallergy.com for more information. The first step, Allotest. Do you suffer from digestive bloating or indigestion? Do you have chronic migraine headaches or joint and muscle aches? You might have a chronic inflammatory condition due to improper food choices. If you've answered yes to either or both of these questions, you might benefit from a one-hour consultation with yours truly. Food initiates inflammation in the body, which can be reversed through diet. If you'd like to turn around your symptoms and beat inflammation, we can customize an anti-inflammatory diet that's just for you. Reverse your inflammatory symptoms naturally. Call to set up an appointment today at 781 817-3444 That's 781-817-3444 Remember, food is medicine. The Whole Health Diet book is much more than just an ordinary one-size-fits-all calorie-counting weight loss book. It's a life-changing book about personal transformation. The Whole Health Diet is a book designed to balance your body, mind, and spirit. It says to maximize your calorie-burning efficiency from the inside out complete with recipes and insights about the why of overeating. The Whole Health Diet is a truly complete transformational book about weight loss through life change. The Whole Health Diet is available at Amazon.com. Purchase your book today. Balance your wellness through wholeness.
1: And hey, welcome back. We're talking to you about sugar and carbs, metabolism, savings, and addiction quite an issue, and there's no question about it. A lot of people need to hear this information, and a lot of people are stuck behind the eight ball when it comes to sugar addiction and carb addiction. even mentioned I wanted to talk real quickly about high fructose corn sweeteners, something that could require an entire program. High fructose corn sweeteners basically produce inflammation. They've been documented in research, studies because they are triggers of insulin, and insulin is an icosanoid, an inflammatory icosanoid. So the first thing I'd say about high is they have a high peripheral corn syndrome. They produce inflammation. No question about it. They also produce, they're linked to obesity directly. Lipogenesis, of course, which means that they're, as we said earlier, major contributors to cholesterol and triglycerides. Major contributors. That's called lipogenesis. Lipogenesis means that you have a sugar that becomes fat, the fat that becomes a problem for the heart through what we call anaerobic glycolysis. The other thing about high fructose corn sweeteners, many people don't know this. They've been found to contain high levels of mercury. Yes, you heard it right, mercury. High fructose corn sweeteners are dreadful foods. And of course, genetically modified as well. So because they're inflammatory, they produce human growth hormone. They produce obesity, lipogenesis, they contain mercury and they're genetically modified. Other than that, there's nothing wrong with them. It's a terrible food. Anytime you see H H HFCs, high fructose corn sweeteners, go the other way. Such an inferior food. Such a horrible food. We press we are going to talk to you about the dietary component, the supplement component of this process. A lot of people are behind the eight ball when it comes to sugar and carb addiction. Wondering what to do about it. Wondering how they can beat the beat the rat. We talked about increasing lean proteins: chicken, clam, cod, crab, egg whites, odd yolks. Unfortunately, flounder had a calibit. Lobster, salmon, sardines, scallops, shrimp, salt tuna, turkey. A lot of lean proteins. I would recommend beans in most cases, but it's kind of hard to do. If you're talking about sugar because when it comes to the protein component, beans are mostly a one-to-two, one-to-three ratio: one part protein, two or three parts carb. Most of the meatier beans, like white beans, kidney beans, navy beans, pinto beans, northern beans, kidney beans, about one to three. One part protein, three parts carbs, two, two starchy. If you're vegan, I understand you're kind of up against it. If you're vegan, you just have to eat it. More tofu, perhaps. If you can use the Bragg's amino you know, to complete the proteins, there's a, there's a, there's a yeast, yeast-free soy sauce, non-fermented soy sauce called Bragg. That helps you complete your protein. Put a little bit on your beans, and the protein levels go up higher. So, bean proteins number one. Number two, low starch vegetables. Got to antagonize the lipogenesis process, metabolic syndrome. Increase your arugula, asparagus, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, celery, collards, cucumbers, and diverse garlic, green beans, kale, leeks, lettuce, mustard greens, okra, onion, parsley, scallions, sorrel, spinach, summer squash, Swiss chard. Turnips, turnip water-frested zucchini, low-starch veggies. So protein and low-starch veggies three times a day. It's recommended. People start the day off with egg whites and greens. Egg whites with like a frittata, like an omelet. Egg whites with spinach, egg whites with onions, etc. And Then you go to lunch, you can have a salad with protein, tuna or fish or something like that, or shrimp. And at dinner time, you can have an entree. Clean protein, chicken, turkey, fish, With your cooked vegetables. Keep your starch to a dull roar. High starch like potatoes, sweet potatoes, brown rice, oatmeal at breakfast, That's fine, but just one a day, one serving a day. Don't get into the two or three starches a day. That's going to run you into some trouble. I don't mind having fruit for a snack either. Just make sure it's a low-sugar fruit. Great fruit is low-sugar. Strawberries low sugar. We mentioned blackberries, blueberries, raspberries, apples, apricots. So they're pretty reasonable. Nectarines, tangerines. Stay away from the high high sugars. Processed fruits. Stay from grapes. Melons, bananas, dried fruits. Too sugary. I'm gonna combine those proteins with low starch vegetables. Keep the low sugar fruits on, on for a snack as well. The beverages, a lot of people get a lot of their starch, a lot of their sugars from beverages as well. Orange juice is just too high. It's like 30 grams of sugar and six ounces of orange juice. Most of your juices are just too high, and your glycemic index is too high. And don't worry about drinking too much water either. You can always increase your water consumption. You can never drink enough water. So, water should be your main beverage. Herb teas, green teas, black teas are fine. Iced teas, cold, hot teas, whatever. Those are perfectly fine. Be careful. So many people are getting so many sugars in their alcohol consumption as well. So many people on the weekends desserts and wine, alcohol. When you're drinking wine and alcoholic beverages and you're taking dessert at the same time, it's kind of you're overdoing the sugar component pretty see why so many people are getting gel used with sugar in our culture. 180 pounds per year, 296 grams of carbohydrates. That's the average day. 180 pounds of sugar a year and 296 pounds of grams of carbohydrates per day. Too much. The other thing I would say is that you can make a difference with supplements as well. We started to talk a bit about supplements. Supplements are extremely important for the processing of insulin, regulating of insulin. Zinc. Zinc is so important. 50 milligrams of zinc gluconate is so important to help you regulate your insulin levels. If your insulin levels are bouncy, up and down, high and low, spike and crash, you'll never get over the sugar habit. Zinc will help you regulate that. 50 milligrams of zinc. That should always be taken. Remember, never take your zinc after a lean meal. It's got to be a heavy meal. Your heaviest meal... You take your zinc after your, your largest meal of the day. You get a stomachache if you don't. It's a natural chemical reaction. But it can be quite painful. So make sure you take your zinc 50 milligrams after your biggest meal, preferably dinner, or something like that. Also, B complex. There's some really good B complexes out there. I like the Solarin. solar makes I think the better one of the better B vitamins right now. You should be like a B50. Right? They make a high stress B superb, Solary, S-O-L-A-R-E-Y. 50 milligrams, just one a day after after a meal. That helps regulate the insulin. Also, chromium, C-H-R-O-M-I-U-M, chromium. Chromium is an extremely important mineral for regulating blood sugar levels. That's usually 200 MCGs. The type of chromium I usually recommend is chromium, GTF, chromium, C-H-R-O-M-I-U-M, chromium, GTF, glucose tolerance factor, to be 200 mcGs one a day no more than one a day sometimes it's tougher to take that after your meal that's preceding your highest sugar craving time what I mean by that is if your cravings are higher at like two o'clock in the afternoon then you want to make sure you take a chromium before lunch so I want to get the jump on it whenever you reverse crave your cravings are at night then take it before dinner try to try to time so this is two or three hours prior to your craving time if you crave all day long you just want to take it Anytime, taking it in after dinner, I guess. 200 MCGs, one a day. Also, glutamine, G L U T A M I N E, glutamine, G L U T A M I N E, G-L-U-T-A-M-I-N-E, glutamine. Glutamine is an amino acid. Very helpful regulating insulin, help kicking the sugar habit, sugar and starch, cool. That's what I do, do the uh, glutamine is to take a teaspoon and don't get the capsules. The capsules are like 500 milligrams. Not strong enough. I'm going to look for the uh, powder. The powder is like 5,000 per teaspoon. It stirs up and dissolves in water pretty pretty well. So glutamine powder, 5,000 milligrams, anytime during the day, just once.
0: It'll help you regulate your
1: insulin levels as well. Great product. Also, there's a number of different products out there that are helpful from the standpoint of Sugar addiction. I know that um, Gaia, G A I A Gaia. Gaia is an, an herbal company. Actually a um, whole an overall holistic company. They, they make a fine herbal line. Their herbal line is superb. But I'd say that the Gaia sugar beaters that, that are out there in the marketplace are quite quite effective. I've had a lot of patients rave about them. The G A I A Gaia. They make a number of different products that are complexes that help you overcome the sugar habits. Very useful. I think also making sure your your protein is high. As you said earlier, during that twenty eight day period, that's the key. You'll detox to the carb addiction, the sugar addiction in twenty eight days, sure as heck. Keep your protein up. Don't don't slip with your protein. That's an important factor. Keeping your protein up will help you round out the the glycogen support, from the perspective of insulin regulation and glucose. The cravings, like I said earlier, are all about this hormonal process. The cravings are the addiction, it's all about controlling the leptin and the glucagon levels. You want to balance your protein, like you said, keep your leptin levels elevated. L-E-P-T-I-N. That's super important in this process. The other thing we learned, a lot of the leptin research, Dr. Byron Richards, probably one of the better experts on leptin, wrote, wrote some wonderful books on leptin. His book, based on his research and his work, Dr. Richards says that you want to avoid snacking. So many people want to make sure they have a mid-morning snack, mid-afternoon snack. So round up their, their blood sugar levels. It's a classic old adage. You want to round out your blood sugar. You want to make sure you have a little something every once in a while, in between meals. Byron Richards says, no way that doesn't work. He says it's really important not to do that, to keep your leptin levels elevated. So to keep your, your leptin levels up, number one. You already told you to keep your protein and low starch up in your diet. Number two, no snacking between meals. That's what we learned from Dr. Byron Richards. So if you snack, you want to stop snacking even if it's a healthy snack. Protein and vegetables, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. One starch a day, no snacks in between. That'll keep your leptin up. If your leptin is up, your addiction will go way, way down. Big difference. And the key here is there's a brain hormone called neuropeptide Y. Neuropeptide Y. That's the ultimate craver. That's the addiction hormone. If neuropeptide Y is up, you're going to be out of control. Neuropeptide Y is elevated. There's no way you can fight off the addiction. It just consumes you. It possesses you. It drives your brain into the sugar. Nothing will stop you. The way you keep neuropeptide Y down, keep leptin levels up. The way you keep leptin levels up, like I said, balance your protein and Both starch carb protein and vegetables, and don't snack. It's all hormonal. And again, stress works against you, like we said earlier. Stress increases cortisol. Cortisol is a stress hormone. If your cortisol is up, your neuropeptide Y is up, your addiction is up, which is why when stressful periods happen, people have to eat, 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 eat. Do you ever wonder why you're starved all the time when you're stressed? There's the cortisol. Cortisol triggering your neuropeptide Y. It's all, they're all brain hormones. And they do you out of control at a distinct disadvantage. Take a short break. My name is Mark Nicole Euston of the Natural Health Show. We're talking you about sugar and carbs, and cravings, and addiction. We're going to take a short little break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned.
0: The Whole Health Diet Book is much more than just an ordinary one-size-fits-all calorie-counting weight loss book. It's a life-changing book about personal transformation. The Whole Health Diet is a book designed to balance your body, mind, and spirit It so as to maximize your calorie-burning efficiency from the inside out. Complete with recipes and insights about the why of overeating, The Whole Health Diet is a truly complete transformational book about weight loss through life change. The Whole Health Diet is available at Amazon.com. Purchase your book today. Balance your wellness through wholeness. Your favorite foods could be causing those irritating, unexplained symptoms that you've been experiencing. Bloating, restless sleep, rashes, aches, pains, migraines are all part of undiagnosed sensitivities. Allotest Medical Laboratory is your solution to identifying food sensitivities and allergies. We know that changing your diet can change your life. Talk to your doctor about ordering a test and visit foodallergy.com for more information. The first step, Allatest. Do you suffer from digestive bloating or indigestion? Do you have chronic migraine headaches or joint and muscle aches? You might have a chronic inflammatory condition due to improper food choices. If you've answered yes to either or both of these questions, you might benefit from a one-hour consultation with yours truly. Food initiates inflammation in the body, which can be reversed through diet. If you'd like to turn around your symptoms and beat inflammation, we can customize an anti-inflammatory diet that's just for you. Reverse your inflammatory symptoms naturally. Call to set up an appointment today at 781 817-3444. 817 That's seven eight one eight one seven three four four four. Remember, food is medicine.
1: Alright, welcome back. Great to have you with us. We're talking tonight about sugar and carbs. Something that a lot of people know a lot about. It's certainly, a lot of connection with. I want to mention real quickly about ghrelin, and ghrelin. <clears throat> ghrelin is a hormonal signaling molecule produced by specialized cells in small intestines, stomach and pancreas, and the thyroid as well. It tells the brain when it's hungry. So you're producing hormones galore. Between ghrelin insulin. Like we said earlier, the idea of neuropeptide Y as well. All in leptin is out of balance. That's when trouble happens. So we accumulate these high concentrations of starch and sugar from the cravings that we have. So many people are complaining about belly fat. Belly fat is triggered by ghrelin, G-H-R-E-L-I and ghrelin. As we said earlier, you know, it's it's a losing proposition to have a diet that's comprised largely of starches and carbohydrates and sugars for more than one reason. We have the dangerous components, of course, metabolic syndrome, the inflammation, the lipid levels, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Some different negative sides to it. But among other things, there's the unpleasantness of having to contend with belly fat. Again, so many people suffer from bloat, belly fat from carbohydrates and starches as well, which we didn't talk much about earlier. The idea is that you produce high concentrations of insulin. You need to crave. You're going to crave sugar. The More insulin you consume, actually, the more insulin-triggering foods you consume, the more you have to have them. That's what the craving is all about. So ghrelin, G-H-R-E-L-I-N, is a signaling molecule produced in the brain. tells the body when it's hungry. It's triggered by insulin. Like, I'm sorry, it's triggered by adrenal hormones. It's triggered specifically by cortisol. Cortisol and aldosterone. There's 45 adrenal hormones. 45 adrenal hormones during periods of stress. 45 of them. Send your body into a in total tirade. It prepares the body for fight or flight. It prepares the body for emergency. It doesn't prepare the body for balance and efficiency. So, stress is a huge part of this. I get this for so many things, a huge part of this proposition. It's all sugar craving thing, sugar addiction thing. Totally important to focus on the stress component. So, it's a matter of understanding that the more stress you encounter, the the more you produce stress hormones. Like cortisol, the more you're going to trigger your appetite, appetite buttons in the body, the appetite hormones, the feed me hormones. You're going to produce so many more of those in periods of stress. People need to understand that there's a reason why during stress periods you're starving. There's a reason for why it's it's one way it's one of the ways your body talks to you. I I say whenever you you're not sure about. You're not in touch with your your stress connection. So many people just push through stuff. And to some extent, in this world, you got to push through. I understand that. But when you're overdoing it, one of the ways your bodies will talk to you about that is your body's going to tell you that you're encountering too much stress. Because you're producing a lot of ghrelin. You're producing a lot of ghrelin because of the cortisol levels. And because the cortisol and the ghrelin levels are driving up your appetite. You're craving food, craving food, craving food. Got to eat, got to eat, got to eat. Not only that, I don't need to tell you that it's pretty hard to lose weight when you're, into that. you're kind of into that kind of a chemistry. So extremely important to understand that you feed the chemistry that drives you. You can either feed a chemistry that drives you into a balanced state you can feed a chemistry that drives you into an imbalanced state. It's your choice. But it is a choice. So many people just kind of throw their arms up and give up the fact that They're just addicted and they're hungry all the time. There's nothing they can do. There's something you can do. It's going to take you a month to do it. It's a 28-day cycle. Increase your protein and vegetables. I've been barking that out for weeks. For years, actually. (laughs) But there's no question about the fact that it works. I've seen it work thousands of times, time and time again. Chemistry is chemistry. It's like gravity. Whatever goes up must come down. So you're not going to defy chemistry. Chemistry. You're not going to be the first person in history that has a different kind of human chemistry. It pertains to all of us. We're all stuck behind the same eight ball. It's a matter of increasing your protein, vegetables, minimizing your starches and your insulin-triggering foods, and regulating your stress. Of course, everybody's wondering how you do that. There's a lot of ways to regulate stress, but the point is you've got to work at it. Some people can do that with exercise, meditation, yoga, tai chi, prayer. Contemplation the bottom line of it is you've got to try something deep breathing I talked about I've often talked about pranayama, deep breathing exercises. My books are loaded with different recommendations, so you might want to just take a peek at those, but the key is you've got to work with your body and with your mind. you can overcome sugar and carb addictions and cravings. You can metaboli you can balance your metabolism with a little bit of work. It takes a month to get it right. If you give it a good strong month, you'll win the battle. I've never seen it not happen yet. It's hormonally regulated, that's the key. So if you can regulate your behaviors your stress levels, your day to day functioning, you can raise them. The chemistry that you regulate will come back and help balance you. But you've got to feed the chemistry in a balanced state so they can treat you right. And it truly will. But the numbers are working against us here. They suggest that we're not doing the job. If you're consuming 180 pounds of sugar a year, 296 grams of carbohydrates per day tells me that we're not getting it done. We're not working at it. We're not working at it. We're we're giving up. Again, that astounding statistic that I mentioned twice earlier. Our bodies are naturally built to contend with nine pounds of sugar a year. That's 10,000 years worth. 10,000 years worth of history, nine pounds a year. That tells you everything you need to know. We're at 180 right now and, and climbing. It's simply not something that our body is designed for. Pure and simple. And the more we the more we encounter, the more we're going to find ourselves getting hit. The more we eat, the more we have to have. Again, the food industry is not doing anything to help. That's for sure. Neither is the medical profession. No help. Food industry has taken it upon itself to hide 73% of the sugar we eat. We give it gives 56 different names. Ridiculous. Like we said earlier, 18 different cane sugars, six different date sugars, five different corn sugars, Two different alternatives, uh, twelve different alternative sweeteners: one beet sugar, six chemical sugars, maltodextrin, dextrose, fructose, galactose, glucose, lactose, maltose, sucrose. One word fits all those: sugar. So you've got a lot stacked up against you. But again, if you work hard at it, your body was designed to win this battle. So is your mind. You just got to work at it. You can make it happen. And we're not getting any help in the medical world either. The American Heart Association is recommending that women consume 25 grams of sugar per day. That's six teaspoons. That's the American Heart Association. They recommend men consume 38 grams of sugar a day. That's nine teaspoons. I ask you, what kind of assistance is that? In the food industry hiding 73% of our sugar and getting a damn we can't even recognize, and the American Heart Association telling us to take six between six and nine teaspoons of sugar a day. Sugar it's all stacked up against. But if you regulate, control, your, balance your diet, your protein, and your low starch vegetables, you'll win the battle. You regulate your stress with exercise keep breathing, something. You'll drop your neuropeptide Y, your ghrelin, and your cortisol levels. The three S's, remember we talked about those earlier, stress, starch, and sugar.
0: The three S's are
1: working against you. But you can clean those up. You can get, you can get on top of those. Again, I, I shudder to think the number of people that are diagnosed with all kinds of different conditions and all kinds of different diseases that fit under the header of metabolic syndrome rheumatoid arthritis, and on and on, lupus, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And in fact, they were triggered by metabolic syndrome. When you go off to the doctor and you have a diagnosis of rheumatoid or lupus, there's are just going to be medications, anti inflammatory autoimmune medications. They're not going to treat your metabolic syndrome that causes it. So the number of people that actually have caused your lupus condition, your rheumatoid arthritis, et cetera, et cetera, Through metabolic syndrome, through sugar consumption, through carb addiction. Sometimes they're astounding. But again, I I underscore the point that you're not going to get help from the medical medical world. You're not going to get help from corporate America, the food industry. You're not going to get help from either of those sources. This is all about you taking the time to empower yourself, taking the time to work hard at making the changes that are necessary to make your, your body and your mind healthier. I know a lot of people work pretty hard at it. I just think it's important to continue to hold up the resistance, to not in into the sweet stuff. Somebody said to me the other day in my office, it's hard to go out in a social environment and reject food and reject alcoholic beverages. I got news for you. It's not going to happen any other way. You have to be really determined, focused, and consistent. That's the only way it's going to get done for you. As usual, this hour goes by far too fast. Pleasure being with you. I ask you to join us each and every Sunday night here on the Natural Health Show on Blog Talk Radio, 8 o'clock Sunday night, past the word. Uh, This will be available if anybody had a hard time making notes. This show will be made available tomorrow. Check out my Facebook page. Check out my website. You'll find copies. Until next Sunday at 8 o'clock, Mark McCullough reminding you all, please, be wise, be aware, be well. Make it a healthy week. Good night.